Hi, everyone, and welcome to RX Rounds, a podcast that focuses on health education in the Caribbean community. I am your host, Alondra Mitchell. Hey, folks, welcome back to another exciting episode of RX Rounds. You know, we are over a year into this pandemic and so many of us are still having problems adjusting to the changes it has caused. And that includes our health and our fitness. So today I am joined with Keon Taylor. He is the managing director of Supreme Holistic Fitness and a personal trainer. And we're gonna talk about navigating our health and fitness in a pandemic. Hey Keon. What's going on everyone? So like as Alandra said, my name is Keon Taylor. Um, I am the managing director for Supreme Holistic Fitness. Um, my goal is to transform lives using a change mindset, good nutrition, and effective exercise. So Supreme Holistic, those are the three tools that I usually use when it comes to helping anybody get in the best shape of their life. So Keon, tell us a little bit about yourself, your heritage, and your fitness journey. So you could say fitness really started in Trinidad. Now, where I grew up, my parents' home, there's a field like right in the back of it. So you could actually just open the back gate and you could go and you're right on the field. So you could say there were many epic football battles on the field. Um, that kind of was my first introduction to the whole field of physical fitness. And then, you know, that you have physical education in high school. So there's also learning, there's also experience in high school. But you could say the majority of it started on the football field. My friends and I, you know, every evening we try and get a little football sweat, just having a good time. Right. Not really knowing the benefits of it, not knowing that being active could actually yield great rewards in your life. So that's why it started. And as I started to get a little taller, let's say maybe around 16, 18, I started gravitating towards basketball because, you know, that's a Michael Jordan era. Right. So, it really was a fun time playing basketball with my friends, seeing who could dunk. I was able to dunk, and there lay the whole physical fitness aspect again. I played football in high school. I played basketball in high school. So I had an introduction to the training aspect of it. A few certifications later, you know, here I am, you know, just a personal trainer enjoying um, what I do. But just to backtrack a little bit, um, I actually migrated to attend university in the United States. And it really was a great experience. And because I actually was on an academic scholarship, I really wasn't interested, too much interested in playing sports because all I had time to do was go to class, yeah. study. Yeah. If I'm part of an organization, attend a meeting, eat cafeteria food, sometimes eat fast food, and fitness exercise really didn't have a part in my life at that point in time. And then one day I looked in the mirror, and if you know what is skinny fat, 
So it's not necessarily somebody who's very overweight. You could kind of sit in your face, mm -hmm. but they feel a, a sort of stomach. They are a little bit overweight, and it really wasn't an ideal thing for me, especially given my sporting background. Most of it being recreational, but it's something that actually kept me active. It kept me going. So to now have that weight, I was like, you know what? I have to try and do something about it. Right. So right. thinking about what I did in the past, which involved a lot of running, a lot of bodyweight exercises, I started doing that. And I had a roommate, Pietro originally from China, and I told him, you know what, we're going to kind of try and develop a routine, maybe 11.30 at night. Now, some of them may think that is late, but for a college student, um, that's just what we did. And we tried to stick to it. Getting off the weight really was challenging, but we stopped it, we kept at it, and slowly but surely it started coming off. So that's a little bit of my fitness, my entry into fitness. I also work with personal trainers, they gave me guidance, and I took some of their tools, some of their tips, some of their tricks, and that's what I actually utilize even to this day when I train clients. Fantastic. So, Kian, tell us, what are your certifications and what organizations are they with? Okay, so I'm certified, I'm a certified personal trainer with AFA. I am also certified in the arts and science of coaching. That's with UWE, University of West Indies, and I'm also certified as a nutrition and health coach with Transformation Academy. And where in Trinidad and Tobago do you train your clients? All right, so before COVID hit, I had a group fitness class. I had a few one-on-one um, -on -one clients, you know, that I would work with. But as COVID hit, I needed to pivot, I needed to shift. And I've transitioned more to a sort of hybrid coaching where I'm either working with a select few clients one-on-one -on -one, or I'm working with them online. Right. So right. I'm not at any actual gym at this point in time. You raise an excellent point there because we've all had to do some sort of pivot to accommodate the COVID-19 pandemic. And for most of us, that included neglecting our health and our fitness, you know, things like going to the gym or eating healthy. Those things kind of went away with these changes. Can you tell us some of the tips that we can use to bring our mind back to a place where we are looking towards our health and taking care of ourselves? So you mentioned something really key. So we had to pivot, we had to shift. Uh, so some people ended up going to the gym and that's what they did. That's all they knew, going to the gym. So when this pandemic hit, they found it very hard to actually make the shift. Mm -hmm. Now, before they were doing weights, like weight training. So now the shift would have to be either doing body weight or doing some form of cardio. Um, the mindset mindset shift actually needs to happen where they don't they don't tell themselves, oh, I need a gym in order to work out. Mm -hmm. I have my body, I have my two feet, I have my hands, I can do body weight squats, I can push ups. If I can't do a regular push up, I can do it against a wall, or I can push ups on my knees, I can go walking, 
I can go running. So once they don't limit themselves to having to be in a gym and knowing that they've got their two feet and that's all they really need, they can do that. And then, you know, eventually, as time goes on, they can actually invest in weights. If they want to increase their resistance training, maybe vary their workout a little bit, then, you know, they can always visit like a field or an area where they can do some form of running, brisk mm-hmm. walking, cardio, even if it means getting up a little earlier in the morning. Once they do these things, you know, they would, and they find a flow, a consistent flow, then it's possible to stay consistent and have that mindset shift that they so need. Yeah. You know, I love that word, routine. It's actually so helpful, especially for those of us who are going through these changes and making new things a part of our day. It's so helpful for us to have a set schedule of the things we want to accomplish and how we're going to accomplish it. And it makes it a little bit easier to accomplish them, right? But you know, diet and nutrition is also a huge part of our health and fitness. So Kian, what tips can you give us to help us to target nutrition and diet very effectively at this time all right so here's a key tip they can use without going to the grocery without buying anything look at the way you arrange things in the kitchen so for example sometimes you would have vegetables in the fridge sometimes you have fruits and they spoil maybe you put them in a crisper and just for some reason or the other you decide to look in a crisper it may not actually be for these items and you see it is spoiled how about trying to put things where you can actually see them mm. right so for example instead of putting fruits or anything in the fridge you put them in a bowl on the counter mm-hmm. and these are things that have actually been proven through studies if you put your fruits up where it's visible, if you put healthy stuff where it's visible, you're more likely to consume it. If you want to drink more water, you can get a water bottle and put it maybe at your workstation or you um, at work, put it by your computer. You can also put maybe your water bottles on a counter where you're going to be seeing them often. And studies which have shown that to get people to drink more water, they had two groups. So one group actually had water where it was visible, and the other group had it like hidden away. And the group that actually had water where it was visible, they drank 25% more water. Right, so so just having things a little visible um, can make all the difference in the world. And sometimes, you know, you may some people may say eating healthy is expensive, so they go to the grocery, they stock up on fruits, veggies, and a lot of healthy stuff, and they're tired from shopping, they're not feeling to prepare anything, they go and they buy something to eat. So they now spend a lot of money on healthy foods, but yet they go and they buy something to eat. Um, one of the things that can be done is actually preparing your meals beforehand, knowing what you're going to eat and having some form of meal prep. It doesn't have to be too extensive, 
but knowing what you need to eat on a given basis. So for example, um, breakfast, if you want to have oatmeal in the morning, prepare all your dry ingredients, put it in a container the night before. So when you get up, um, just to fill it hot with water, boil it, and then add your dry ingredients, and that's it. The we tend to take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. So if you could take all the work or effort out of it beforehand, then it becomes easier. Um, having simple things like when you go to the market, within 24 hours, cutting up your stuff, freezing it, uh, putting the stuff you plan to use in the refrigerator. So everything is right there. Everything is easy. So you don't have to tell yourself what thing. I have to go and cook. It's just to take it out of the freezer and start preparing your meals. So those two things, looking at how you arrange things in your kitchen, putting all the unhealthy stuff maybe away, where it's harder to get in a cupboard, top shelf behind a lot of things, you're more likely to go for the healthier stuff. The goal is to make um, eating healthy easy. You don't want it to be difficult. You don't want it to be hard. And of course, you know, being prepping. So I would say those two things, knowing what you want to um, eat. So me prepping is easy and rearranging the, the way you put things in your kitchen cupboard. Perfect. So we have nutrition and diet covered. We're going to keep things in sight that are healthy. We're going to put away the bad stuff. We're gonna make sure that we're making healthier choices and having things prepared in advance. But when it comes to fitness and activity, it's harder for us to maintain those um, routines or those exercises consistently where we can see results or maintain our fitness level. Can you help us try to figure out how we're gonna navigate that? So we like the part of least resistance. So I remember having a chat with somebody on Facebook Messenger and they were like, uh, it's difficult to work out. It's I'm not consistent, I'm not um, motivated. I basically told, I told them I understand where they're coming from. But I would say one of the main reasons is like that is because maybe they might have a sort of commitment um, problem in terms of committing to exercise. Um, because if the doctor told you you had maybe a month again um, to live, and unless you worked out for maybe three days for the week, you would make yeah. time. Yeah, it becomes because important. <laughs> Correct. And even having a simple routine as knowing what you're going to wear the day before you work out, putting it aside. So it's in your line of sight, um, it becomes much easier. Because sometimes, you know, you have all these challenges to work out when the time comes, you're not feeling to work out. And you're tired and understandably so because you had a long day at work. So now to try and look for something to wear is also a bit of a challenge. So having that small routine where you know what you want to work out and having it put aside, so you eliminate all the barriers. Um, I would say that being consistent is the main thing. Don't try to do five hours, five days a week or each time, 
versus three hours a week, three days a week. So, so let's start about how I'm going to work out. They have a spark of motivation, motivation, which of course is temporary. They say, I'm going to work out. For the first week, five, they work out each and every day, one hour each time. And then the next week, they barely get an hour in. I would say scale that down to maybe three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Leave it to be every other day. Maybe keep the weekends free. That's provided you have a regular um, work schedule. And keep it simple. Do something you like to do. So, for example, if you don't like going to the, if you don't like working out in a gym, um, maybe you could join a group class. There's a lot of encouragement within a group class. If you want to stay in the comfort of your home, you know, then stick to your home. Maybe find a few YouTube videos or something you can follow uh, consistently and to that. So variety is key. Um, it makes it more enjoyable. Um, that's changing up your workout routine. Maybe if you go running, maybe changing up the environment, check going to a different place, a different location, just to keep it fresh. And, you know, just to reiterate the first point, do what you can consistently do. So if you could do three days for the week consistently, then do that. Don't focus on doing, oh, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go five days for the week, right? Because that is going to be your downfall. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to be demotivated because you're going to be telling yourself, I can't do this. And then you're going to stop all together. You know, you mentioned this word training before instead of the word exercise. And I think that's the key right now to what you're talking about with consistency. So can you tell us a little bit more about the difference between training and exercise? So training, when I look at an athlete, a professional athlete, you know, I like to use our local sprinters, um, Marshall Sedano, um, Richard Thompson, and even Darrell Brown back in the days. Those guys, they trained for a particular race. And that is what they did. I would say when you train with fitness, you train for life. Mm -hmm. Fitness is training for life. It's not just a one-off thing. Because you don't want to know later down the line when you go to a doctor. You go to a doctor and the doctor now tells you you have all these issues. So now he's going to subscribe, prescribe, sorry, all these pills. And now you're going to have to start taking these pills and work your way back till you can start eliminating each and every one. So when you train, you train for life. It influences all aspects of your life. Your energy level, how you feel when you get up on morning, how you feel when you sit how you feel when you stand, you're able to get off the bed easier. You have less back pain. And it just overall improves the quality of life that you have. So I would say that the whole mindset, oh, I've got to exercise. Look at it as an opportunity now that you have this golden opportunity to improve your health and your well-being. Because fitness is basically your health and well-being. Um, you're able to do functional activities, you have good strength, muscle endurance, 
and give yourself a fighting chance. Nothing is guaranteed because healthy people do have issues. So athletes, uh, people who you may consider healthy, but they're few, far, and in between. So I would say, have the mindset when you train, it's not, oh, I gotta go and exercise, I gotta go to the gym. I have to do this workout I'm seeing on, mm -hmm. online. I've got to go to my group class. It's now, I now have the opportunity to do this. And we have a little bit more time, right? Those of us in Trinidad, we're going into a little lockdown where a lot of the restaurants, bars, entertainment opportunities are closed. So we have some more time at home. We can do a little bit more, right? But there's this idea that we need to reward ourselves when we are doing our health and fitness and diet and all of those things right for a period of time, can you tell us what are some of the best ways to reward yourselves? That way you're not giving in to bad habits again or undoing the things that you did before. All right, so something um, is easy to have the mindset or to do is to tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to have the slice of cake and I'm going to outwork it in the gym. It's going to take you five minutes to eat a slice of cake that maybe have 300 calories and it's going to take you maybe 45 minutes to an hour to burn that. So if you do the math, now, I am, I am not of the view that you're going to have to stop eating your favorite foods. You know, and even dietitians will tell you this. It's all about how you do it, being, if you're in a college, strategic. So, for example, if you know you have someone's birthday coming up, maybe you could lead up to that day, eat healthy. Or even if it's your birthday, or you're going to a celebration, or you're going to hang out with some friends, being strategic about it. So, trying to eat as best as you can and controlling your portion sizes and when that day comes you know you're able to reward yourself you could choose to or you could choose healthier options or healthier alternatives right um moderation is key but it's a dangerous word because people just throw out moderation uh i uh, eating moderation it's or what exactly I would say it's based on a plan, if you want to call it a plan event, mm -hmm. in terms of the same birthday example, the same celebration example. You focus on eating, you know, healthier options, healthier foods, uh, oatmeal versus uh, the bread, uh, consuming less sugar in your in your drinks, maybe coffee, tea. And then when the day comes, you allow moderation, you allow balance. Um, they give you a slice of cake, if they ask if you want ice cream, then it's at your discretion. Now you can use the term moderation because it, I like to use the, the word moderate because it's planned, it's more convenient than anything. Yeah. So we usually debunk a lot of myths on the show, and I know in our conversation already, we've covered quite a few of them. Are there any other myths you would like to talk about in terms of health and fitness? All right. So a lot of times people would say, or they would come to me, they would tell me, Kian, I've got to get rid of my stomach. What exercises can you recommend for my stomach? Fair enough, because they know in their mind, in order to work their stomach, they need to do 
of exercises. Um, fine. But think of it like this. If you want a bigger arm, mm -hmm. curls, curls, you're not necessarily getting rid of the fat on your arms. You want to target your stomach, strengthen it to build a muscle. You also do core exercise, anything with your spine, um, crunches, um, any type of core exercise. Now, there's a layer of fat basically along your stomach. So in order to get rid of your stomach fat, it's a combination of your nutrition as well as exercise because you need to eat more nutritionally dense foods, um, your greens, fruits, um, baked, baked foods, not fried foods. You also need to do exercises, that a bit of combination of resistance training because you need to build your muscle, um, change up the body composition a bit, and you also need to do some form of cardio. You know, other studies have shown, you know, hip is one of the best exercises you can do for cardio. That's where you go all out for maybe 10 seconds and then rest for maybe same 10 seconds or even more. It varies, you know, of course, depending on the fitness level of the individual. So in order to get rid of your belly fat, it be a combination of good nutrition and effective exercise as well as mindset because you know you have to stay positive on a journey what would you do if you're not losing the weight fast enough but if you look at the analogy with Rome Rome wasn't built in a day right the city of Rome wasn't built in a day and definitely wouldn't be broken down in a day so it took habits it took um, certain actions to get to a certain point so to actually reverse that, it's not going to be an overnight thing. And to get rid of that in fact, it's not, um, you're not only focusing on crunches, but you focus on nutrition, which is very important, as well as exercise. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Because we all want that flat stomach and the six pack and washboard abs and everything. So that's a big one. Any other myths that you want to debunk on this trip? Yes. Yes, they are myths. Uh, no pain, no gain. You gotta go hard all the time. So I was listening to a story with Kobe Bryant, and he took some shots. Uh, this was earlier in his career. Uh, for those of you who are basketball fans, and he shot a few air balls. So he was inquiring, asking around. I believe he started working with Michael Jordan, who's trained with Tim Grover, and Tim Grover had him do more resting. He changed up his workouts as well. But he rested more and he's able to do more because sometimes we go too hard and we do more damage than good mm -hmm. and one of the best things you can do is listen to your body what is your body telling you now you don't want to be i'm tired so i'm not working out and five days straight you're tired and not working out maybe you might need to scale back do what is called recovery workouts so instead of going to the gym and lifting heavy or going hard or going for your usual run, maybe you could do some brisk walking as well as light jogging. Maybe you could, you know, reduce the amount of weight you do for a certain period, you know, just for your body to recover, but, you know, just to keep the momentum going. If you're accustomed going five days, maybe scale back 
take two pop every other day, Monday, Monday, Friday, and you do it like that. So it's not always about going hard, it's about also about getting your body time to recover because that's when everything comes. That's when your body changes. When you sleep, you also need rest, recovery, nutrition is also part of rest. But for the sake of this point, it's just resting where you get sufficient sleep and you don't work out as hard because your body actually needs time to recover. This is so good. We always talk about rest and recovery on this show, so it's great to hear more of our experts talk about it as well. But Keon, we are almost out of time, and I really want you to give your best tips for folks on how to navigate health and fitness in this pandemic. Okay, so Warren Buffett, one of, uh, one of the best investors, very wealthy, he knows how to invest, right? So. There are people out there who may be interested in, in investing, but you may not be able to invest at a level Warren Buffett invest at. Why not invest in your health, right? Why not invest in your body? That, yeah. is, what you that is what you have the ability to do. So even if it's as simple as walking, it's going to yield returns. I heard somewhere it was stated that if you exercise, I believe it's, if it's for two years consistently, you give yourself something maybe like 11 more years, something along those lines, mm -hmm. right? So never underestimate the importance of exercise, physical activity. It does wonders for your body and it even transcends into other areas of your life. Um, get your mindset right. Don't think of this as you have to. Um, God gave us a body, a temple, in terms of we still have to take care of it, this physical body. Mm -hmm. And we have to do the things that's necessary in order to stay in good health and to stay in good strength, right? Don't neglect it. And just be positive. I love that. Now, where can folks find you? Okay, so I've got a 90-day fat loss um, blueprint program. Um, if you want to find me, you know, let's just have a chat. You can find me on Facebook, my Facebook page, Supreme Holistic Fitness, right? Supreme Holistic Fitness. You can also find me on Facebook, Keon Taylor, K-E-E-O-N. Um, you can also reach out to me via email, keon at supremeholisticfitness.com. And once you reach out to me, we'll have a chat. Even if I cannot help you, my goal will always be to point you in the right direction. This podcast represents the professional opinion of RX Rounds and its wellness partners. Our content is created for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for direct personal and professional medical care or diagnosis. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding your medical needs. If you enjoyed this episode, visit RX Rounds on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. And we'll see you next round on RX Round.